kingdom of God. And part of the, of the, the object of this lesson is, is as follows, that anyone that wants to follow Christ needs to know the, the principles that God wants us to know for living in the kingdom. This is not our choice that, that we make up our own mind how to live in the kingdom. All the way through, we know that God is trying to teach us step by step of how he wants us to be with him and for everyone else and what we need to do to show him that we do believe in his Bible. So everyone to reach their individual potential in the kingdom of, of, of God must know who we, who we are as the children of God. And so it's important that we know who we are, what Christ has done for us individually, because that's what it is, it's individual, our privileges, what is it we can have, but also our responsibilities. And people, when they come to Christ, all they want is, you know, give me, give, give me, give me. But God actually teaches us that we become responsible for our actions when we become born again and we start on our journey. And, and please don't worry, it is a step-by-step -step and it's up to you. It's up to you how fast you grow and, and you know, it's up to you how, how much you learn because the more you do, you know now, the more you receive from God. And of course, and it's important to understand that our authority also um, in the scripture. You know, when, 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 when they received the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost, they were already told that wait till you receive power from upon eye. And that word power has two connotations in the Bible. One is dunamis. Which is the which is the powerful one that the healing and the miracles and all that and, and the changing of us because that's the power but also excusia and that word excusia means authority God has given us authority upon this earth and we've got to understand that so that's why we're teaching this is us living in the kingdom and of course. His power is limitless, and don't worry, he's not going to give you his limitless power tonight, because we'll end up destroying everything. So, you know, he can only give us so much when he can see that we're responsible enough and mature enough to use all the things that he wants us to use. So that's also really important. And, of course, it is provisions for us. He wants, to, he wants us to learn what he wants to do for us when we begin to do what he wants us to do so that means we have to learn submission to god and you know for a lot of people that can be difficult it was difficult for me but we learn that submission by making our mistakes and having all the wrong things so we can find out what god's will is for us and to our human authority you know one of the one of the most marvelous things is that you know if you've got people that you don't like um, or have hurt you and everything else it's a great sign of maturity when we can see if we if we treat our enemies the people of desert with love you know and i know it's difficult but god will train us to do that and of course it is the love it's god's love it's the guiding force in our lives now 
and we need we need no written rules or regulations like the Jews did, but we need to learn what God has asked us asked us to do. And of course, what this is one of the musts that God wants, you know, to build a relationship with Him, and we do that through prayer and Bible study, and it's an absolute must for spiritual survival. You don't study, you don't learn, and all we're doing is just coming to church and going, oh yeah, okay, this is great, thank you very much for all the, all the preaching, it's brilliant, and we, don't, and we don't change. Well, that's not growth. Um, it's about us changing, getting out of our flesh and into the, into the spirit. And of course, uh, we all know when we're gonna do this over and over again, and to accomplish the Great Commission. And, and, and it's quite simple. Um, Jesus turned around and he said, I have come to seek and save the lost. And so he gave, he gave the uh, disciples all the teaching for them to go out and seek and save the lost. And of course, he gave us gifts as well. And we must keep asking for these gifts. No matter what goes on, kingdom gifts are so important for all of us. And of course, every one of us has got a ministry. Uh, yeah, we, we can have specific ministries and, you know, like um, being a... forgiveness is 
um, with with children, children. And of course, as children, we also have to um, we have to obey. We have to have that obedience and be teachable. And that's same for us, isn't it? So those are the, the wonderful the, the wonderful things of, of why he said, except you become as little children, is that, that these are the things that God wants to work with us and um, to, to make sure that we become the children of God that he wants us to be. And the last thing we, you know we, we looked at uh, was definitely the, was definitely the, the privileges and you know and they are that awesome benefits that he, he promises us. And in, in this new covenant, and you know, and we, and I believe that you know that we've got so much more to come, so much more to come in our lives. What God wants to do with us, and because He's He's unlimited, and so all the resources available is everything you can see in the world, plus what God can do um, in in the spirit. But you, we've got to keep remembering, and it's not to say that people are evil, but Satan has sway over the world. And so it is this spiritual battle that every single person will have to be able to get from where they are to get where God, God wants us to be. And, and each one of us, we've been saved, you know, some of us have been saved for years, but we're still battling we're still battling sometimes every day, and you know, and things that seem so so wrong. And, and that's that's how God is going to teach us. The more we battle, the stronger we should become. The stronger we can become, the the, the, the more we can take. It's it's quite simple. And anyone who goes to the gym will understand that. Any well, anything. If you learn stuff and you keep learning it, you can know more and do more. It it, it is so simple. It is exactly the same in the kingdom um, of God. And so. We've got to know that these privileges, you know, tell, tell us that God wants to help us, that God wants us to be there, that God wants us to change, that God wants, wants us to, to rely on him and, of course, his word. Without the word, we don't know. Without the spirit, we have no power to, 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 for, for God to reveal the truth to us. You know, God won't reveal the truth to the sinners. He'll do it stage by stage the same as he has done it with us. God is always drawing. He's always drawing sinners to him by his spirit. That's the way he tries to, to get them to him. But man is still man. And that's why we have problems. All these people who were full of their self-importance and what they think don't want to don't want to listen. But please, you can, we're going to have that scripture later on. Narrow is the narrow is the gate and straight is the path. So we're going to do that, but we'll have a look at that. But Satan does not want God's people to understand everything that God has has for them. And so it doesn't matter. We know, no matter how shameful our past, no matter what's gone on, no matter who we were, no matter what we do, he remits our sins when we go to him, we repent of all our sins, get baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, and away we go. We're on the on the way. So it, it's important that we we know that, and we know that God's promises, His righteousness, not ours. His promise, His, his promise to bestow lots of gifts upon us. You know, not our, our gifts, not flesh gifts, but spiritual gifts. And so it is so important. He's trying to recreate in us. The same spiritual way that Jesus was. It is the spiritual. 
it is not just in a fleshly way. If it had to be in a fleshly way, he didn't need to give us the Holy Ghost. He would have just said, oh, wait, you know, I'll teach you just like man teaches you. This is very spiritual. And don't forget, our master, our Lord now is Jesus. And a lot of the people that you will speak to, their master is, 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 is Satan. And you can't go and tell them that because you're in big trouble if you do. Um, you'll, you'll just reap the flesh and they'll go crackers at you. you know? and, and, then, and some of you have been telling me today that, that you've been witnessing and the answers that you've got. And I've said, that's okay. You know, we, 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 we sow. Um, some fall by the wayside. We know it's going to happen. Some of them don't want to know. Well, it doesn't mean you have to dismiss them entirely, especially if it's family or close friends. It means leave it. Go back another time. And, and it, honestly, if you get to these stages, ask me if you want help and we'll work a way of getting round what people say. And if we can't, we've tried. At least we've tried. And of course, so hear that here, it's the Lord's link. Could you see the light on? Yeah. It's getting dark. I know it looks very light on there, but it's getting dark here. Okay, so it's, it's important, and we know that it's you know that, that name of Jesus is the most powerful name on earth, and that's why he asks us to use the name. That's why he asks us to use the word. You know, that's why he, he, he asks us to cry out to the Father. Uh, you know, in the name of Jesus, so Jesus gets all the glory for whatever ever we we want to do. And, and, and quite amazing stuff as well that he wants us to you know be able to go to the to the throne room with boldness and it's not it's not 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 caring about what's going on but it is about having boldness to to know that wherever we are we can actually go into that secret place and and, and you know and cry out to to our Lord he knows what it is but by faith we we ask him in our prayers so no matter what you need whether it's healing or food or clothing finances peace protection wisdom whatever it is and anything that you feel that's all these are parts that god wants to provide in the new covenant and but secondly it's this i said i think i said this last week you know that god sent ministering angels in in, in hebrews 1 14. you know it's it's it i've said spiritual i said angels for you spirits are the heirs of salvation and i think this is where we got to so let me just share let me just go and share the scriptures now um, there we go and i think it's one back actually so just bear with me go to that hebrews 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 13, no, 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 that's, that's the obeying ones, okay. All right, I'm not, I, I don't think I've put this one down. Hebrews 1.40, anyway, he tells us that uh, he sent ministering angels to the heirs of salvation. We're the heirs, and so he has sent these ministering angels to us. And, and, and these scriptures on here is all about love and obey love and obey these things do not these things do not go these things do not go away they go hand in hand so if we love him he tells us obey uh, obey the commandments and so we have to obey these commandments and use the word of god in everything that in everything that we do so it's it's important for us 
that we have these incredible gifts of God and we can use them at, at any time. Okay, let's get to our uh, where we are tonight. Okay. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. So, important. Let's go. Let's go to tonight's now. We got to this. We got to the stage where we know that um, we talked about the about the family and about children obeying. So that's where we're going to start tonight. So we are now still looking at what at what responsibilities we have. And so these are the the. The, the responsibilities every single one of us have. So us with children, family, children obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children, lest they become discouraged. So quite simple, isn't it? Obedience is so important. Obedience tells us that it is the first, first blessing for obedience is for children if they obey their parents then they'll get long life so isn't that amazing so no matter no matter what they no matter what they say uh-huh hold on a minute i'm going to move that around can you see me changing the screen now no good that's okay you can okay i was trying to move the um, move the box over it's in the way Oh, okay then. Children obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. And look at these fathers. Well, you know, we could say anyone, do not provoke your children. You know, in other words, you know, treat them right, teach them correctly. Don't, you know, just keep telling them they're going to go to hell if they don't, if they don't follow Christ. You know, that all you're provoking them is to anger. It's about that love again that God wants for us to be able to love our children, to be able to tell them off, and tell them then how much we love them and we're only trying to help them in in their in their life. Uh, let me have Brilliant. Okay. Here we go. Family. Wives, here are ladies, this is just for you. Wives submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is head of the wife, and as also Christ is head of the church. And he is saviour of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. And you know, it sounds pretty awful, doesn't it? You know, that when I first first heard and read the scripture, I said, that's it. Ninja's got to obey everything I want. You know, do as you're told. Well, it actually doesn't say that, but that's the way a lot of men would interpret it. Now, that's it. And I've heard some, 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 some wives saying, he just thinks I've got to do everything he says. You know, I said, well, it does say everything. But of course, we know, don't we, that there are some balancing scriptures. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church. And right. I'm sorry, I've just got to hold on a moment. I've got to try and change that. Okay. Okay, that's that's better. Let me see if I can move that now. I'm ever so sorry. This is just something else I've got to practice with. 
Here we go. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. There's the balance. There is the most incredible balance that we're ever going to have. No matter what we've said about wives submit, well, they will submit if we love them. And do you know when people say, well, I love my wife, and I'm like, do you show her? Do you, do you see what, she, what, what her worries are, what her needs are, what she wants to do, you know, what her vision is? Does she feel safe in the home? Are, are we teaching her? Are we having Bible study together? Do we pray together? There's so many things that will tell us that about loving your wife. I like, I like it praying with my wife now. Well, I think when we first started, I don't think we, we really enjoyed it. Because, like, you know, one of us would take over. Hallelujah. And, and, and I would upset the other one. But we had to work it through it. But now I love it because when, when, when Linda prays, I hear what's on her heart. And I can pray with her. When I pray, she hears where I am. She hears my, my you know, not only the wonderful things, she hears the, the, you know, the things that I'm unhappy with and the things that I want to do and what's not going on, etc., etc. It really cements that relationship with a wife that we hear each other and what we're praying for, what we like, what we don't like, it's amazing. So we then can pray together on the things that we want to happen um, together. Why? Verse 26. That he might sanctify and cleanse her with a washing of the water by the word. Isn't that amazing? To be cleansed by the word. That's, it's that word again, isn't it? We've got to know this word to be able to, to do what God wants us to do. That he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. Isn't that marvelous? So we work with a wife to make her holy. Jesus Christ works with a church as a whole to make her holy. But we're trying to help our wives. And then the wife helps us. You know, if 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 you if you've got a normal marriage, your 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 wife won't agree with everything that you say. Hallelujah! But we've got to work with that. So they help us; we help them. It goes right back to the beginning that God said that you know when when we're married, when two are joined together, let no man put them asunder. We yoked together, yoked together. So we pull together, we pray together, and we do these things together. So we are a team. Amen. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. Isn't that amazing? That as we want to look after ourselves, we should be looking after our wife. So men, that means you've really got to look at your own and say, at your own and say, I've got to, I've got to love myself and I've got to look after my body. Because if I do that, then I'm going to love my wife even more. Isn't that amazing? Hey, well, yes. In Matthew 18, 19, it also says, Again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Amen. That's, that's, the, power, that's the power of prayer. Well done, Kev. And that's so you can see again. So, so man and wife praying together and agreeing on the prayers of what we want to happen, then the Father will listen. Well done. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. But don't forget, not only is it about our marriage, this is about the church. This is a great mystery. For I speak concerning Christ and the church. 
Nevertheless, let each of one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself. And let the wife see that she respects her husband. His husband. Isn't that marvellous? Isn't that marvellous? Isn't that working together? You see, and that's like the church. We should be working together. I, I mean, I'll keep saying to everyone, listen, if you've got problems, just share them. Help, let, let us help with the burdens because we don't take your burdens on because we can't, but we can help with them. And so it's important that we show that love um, for, for one another um, as, as well. So this is, this is so important. Okay, this is a great scripture. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. Isn't that brilliant? If we could only, if we could, you know, if we could only get to our children and show them this. I, look, I tell you what, it's not just about us trying to, trying to control you and and and, 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 and and make you do things you don't want to do. This is this is God saying, we've got to. You've got to work with us and obey us for the good things that we're trying to teach you and show you. And this is what God says. The first commandment we promised, that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. So if we know our children don't listen to us, our advice, and it's right advice, it's righteous, it's true, then we know already they're breaking this commandment of God. So this is family. <laughs> and you fathers, here we go again. Do not provoke your children to wrath, to anger. So if we can, you know, and, and, and let's be fair, mom and dad, you know, we do occasionally, or might be more than occasionally, make our children angry because of the way that we are. But it's important that we, we don't do that. We try with all patience, love and, and kindness and faith and all the wonderful things God is, is trying to put inside us. But to bring them up, listen to this, this is amazing, isn't it? Bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. And that admonition is about, you've got to do it. The training is the over and again, telling them what they should do, seeing if they do it, if they don't, going back, training them again. That's the incredible stuff about this. It's patience. It's the over and over again. It's when they fail, we forgive them, and we, we go back and pick them up. They're still our children, and we love them and go again. That's that amazing, it's the amazing thing God does with us. How many times we fail, and how many times he picks us up, and, you know, and how many you know, unbelief comes out of our mouth. We don't do as, he, as he's asked us to do. And then, oh, you know, but he still stays with us. And for each time, that's incredible. Last one for the children. My son, keep your father's command. Do not forsake the law of your mother. Bind them continually upon your heart. Tie them around your neck. In other words, run with them. Do what the family, mum and dad, are trying to tell us. Amen? Okay, here we go. Let's go next. Government. Well, we, 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 I think we preached on this a couple of weeks ago. 
And one of the reasons why the coronavirus is still spreading that, you know, people really don't take too much notice of the government. I'm not saying the government's always right, but, you know, what they've done with all this, this, this social distancing and all that and telling people not to go for, and we've seen it. Everyone's seen it, that people just flock to places, they're sitting next together, some people have parties and everything else. But this is the commandment of the Lord. Therefore, submit yourself to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake. These are the laws that man places for us in our country to make things decent and in order. Whether to the king or supreme or the governors and to those who are sent by him for punishment of evildoers and for the praise of those who do good. That's what it should be there for. But this is the will of God that by doing good, you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. That's us. God made us for good works. He told us that he expects good works from us as he's, as he's training us to do the good thing. As free, yet not using liberty, not using our freedom a cloak for vice. You see, there's people in the in the Christian world that would, you know, that would, would show everyone one good thing and yet they will do bad after it, in between it, whatever it may be. But we do it as bond servants of God. Bond servant means that, you know, God doesn't hire us, that we say, we want to be bonded to you. We don't want anything for it, but we want to serve you, and we, we willingly make a bond with you that we want to be servants. And that's fascinating. Paul said that several, several times. Honor all people. Love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. And so that word honor again, remember that, you know, that give honor where honor is, is, is actually due. And that's, in, that's important. Okay, so this, this is, yes, Romans, here we go. So this is just adding weight to about obeying the, obeying the governing authorities. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, every soul. For there is no authority except from God. Isn't that amazing? People, you know, even you know, even uh, Pilate said, you know, well, I've got, I've got authority, you know, to to release you or, or not. And Jesus said to him, you know, huh, you wouldn't have that authority if it wasn't sent to you by my Father. Isn't that fascinating? So no matter what man thinks. We will know what God tells us is the truth. And the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Now, don't get, don't get disappointed with this. He didn't say, I picked Boris Johnson. But what he's done is said, we have to have authority in every country, otherwise the country would be in anarchy. And anybody would do whatever they want. So he's, he's, he's part of his plan is to have authority in countries, in areas. And it's just like us. You know, that we try to give our democracy and the way that we govern to the rest of the world. So there's your parliament and, the, you know, there's all the councils and all the stuff passes down and it goes right the way through. There's the authority at the top through, through in parliament and especially to our cabinet and, and even to the prime minister and how it passes all the way through. So he's done it so that we can have law and order. Therefore, whoever resists the authority, resists the ordinance of God. And those who resist will bring judgment 
on themselves. For rulerism, not a terror to good works, but to evil. You want to be afraid of the authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. For he is God's minister to you for good. It doesn't say he's born again and saved. He's just there in authority. And if we do good, we get good. It's so simple. But if you do evil, be afraid. For he does not, the authority does not bear the sword in vain. For he's God's minister and avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. You know, and if we think about that, then that says, right, that's it, gone. All these people that are doing wrong, get the sword out, Father, and go and execute wrath on all these people that are doing evil. Well, it doesn't actually work that way, does it? You know, we go to prison. And you know, uh, you know, and, and we're supposed to, we're supposed to, you know, people are supposed to receive punishment for doing wrong things, and um, you know, and we won't have that conversation tonight, um, because prison it doesn't seem to be the same um, in our country as what God exactly what He wanted them to do. Therefore, you must be subject, not only because of wrath, not only because of what could happen with the disobedience but also for conscience sake. We know. Each one of us knows what is right and what is wrong. Each one of us know when we've said things wrong, looked things wrong, done things wrong. So we know that conscience was given us right at the beginning to know what is right and what is wrong. But because of this, you also pay taxes. So I'm sorry, here we go again. I keep that. I keep asking people, you know, how what why should we pay taxes? And I know why. I just like to see their answers because you know, you know. I thought, well, if I'm really blessed, could I not pay tax? But no, it's an ordinance of God. But because of this, you also pay taxes, for they are God's ministers attending continually to this very thing. And we know in this country we pay our tax to have the public services. And without that tax, we wouldn't have the services. So it is incredibly important. Here's the end of this part. Render, therefore, to all to all their due. Taxes to whom taxes are due. Customs to whom customs. Fear to whom fear. Honor to whom honor. In other words, you've got to do what God has asked us to do. And all those people who fiddle the taxes, well, guess what? God knows. All the people that don't tithe, guess what? God knows. All the people that don't love, God knows. All this, God knows. And all he's trying to do is to show us so that we can be those children of God that he actually wants us, he wants us to be. And so this is, this is his teaching for all of us. Okay, here we go. Mark, just on that slide before you move off, um, where where do kind of evil rulers, tyrannical rulers, and stuff fit into that then? Like everything else, Ben, um, the devil wants it not to be decently in order. He wants it to be totally the opposite. So hmm. what does he do? He gets hold of people. He gets all the people, you know, all these tyrannical people, you know, you look at anything. When Rhodesia, uh, when, 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 uh, is it Mugabe? Was it Mugabe? Yeah, 
when he did that, he started off brilliant, full of good intent. Yeah. And he killed the, the whole country. It was the breadbasket of, of, of South Africa. Mm. And because of the way he became and the way he did things, he just changed. He just changed, Ben. Greed. He, had, he, he ended up with millions and millions, Ben. Mm. That's the battle, Ben. So, the, so that's why people rise up and they have civil wars and that's what's happening over. But are they having a civil war to do good? If you look at some of these, these, these African countries, it seems like they go from one and people promise this is going to happen and that's going to happen. And what happens? They start with all good intent. Yeah. And then they change. You see, it's up to the people, Ben. We vote people in in this country. We, this is this is this is why he wants us to follow his his everything we do, Ben. Even our, our first laws of this country was based on the Bible. We yeah. took out the Ten Commandments and we based our laws from the beginning and everything from that Bible it was done. America's Constitution was based on the Bible. Now, if you go to Africa, what they base theirs on? No idea. Yeah, well, that's right. And what you know, and even even now, Africa could feed the world if they just work together. Right. It is it is amazing, but people just keep coming, and it seems to be one despot after another. Mm. South Africa, they gained they gained their freedom, so, you know, to stop all that that racism. And what's happened to South Africa? From one of the wealthiest nations, one of the you know they became. Poor. Mm. Why? Because the leaders didn't follow what the Lord has asked them to do. So it, it, it's, it's going to happen then. You know, have we got people fiddling in our country? Have we got people getting paid for things? Yes, we have. And if they get caught, you know, we send them to prison, mm. whether they're an MP or the prime minister or whatever. But this is why we have to have this authority, and it's going to be based on what the Lord has told us to how to live this life. You know, about love, about government, about decency, and about in order, and you know, and passing laws to make sure people are safe and the roads are safe, and, and they pay tax and all those things. We've even done that tonight: taxes to to make sure that we we can we can pay for the things that make our country better. So. Yeah, he wants it to be that way, but will he stop them, Ben? No, well, God, God put Mugabe there. That's what it's saying. No, he didn't say that. There's... He said he's give authority. So in other words, in each country, there has to be authority. So he appoints authority in the country to rule the, the country for law and order. Right, okay. So Mugabe went with good intents. And look what's happened. Yeah. Because Ben, whether or got okay, okay let's, let, let's 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 do yours, shall we? Let's let's just let's just do what you said. So here you are, God's appointed Mugabe, and he stops listening to God. It's his choice. Yeah. So what's that? What's happened? It's God man's way. It's God, yes, and and, and man's way, he's whose way? Uh, Satan's. Okay, man, you've just answered it. Well done. So, 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 at what point do we resist the authority? So, when they go, when they go against God's kingdom. Yeah. 
So I'm sending you to the parliament to tell them they're all going to hell. Hallelujah. I'll take my it's... tent. Pardon? I'll take my tent and we can go on that piece of grass. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay, it's important. It's important that, you know, that's what I said to you when I said about the authority. You know, he doesn't point them because they're saved. He points them because they have someone has to have authority in a country and we don't, it doesn't have to be or if some people have to have authority otherwise the countries go to pot and you've seen it how many how many countries that has one ruler helps everyone mm. okay praise the lord in park yeah uh, just a question what version of the bible are you, is this from because i can't find it in the king james version that Romans 13.2. I mean, it's in there, but I don't find that wording. What, what, what are you reading then? The King James Version. Oh, King sorry, James. what am I reading? Oh, hang on. Um, Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth yes. the ordinance of God, yes. and they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. That's right. No, I know, but what That's version right. are you reading on the screen just so I can look at the exact version? New King James. Yeah, that's the New King James. Oh, the James. New King James. Okay, yeah. sorry. Okay. Listen, listen, we started with this, Nick. Um, the authority, I said, you know, said, God said we'll have power. And I said there's two, two words for power in the Greek. One is dunamis, which is that power we know, that the spiritual power. And the other one is excusia, which is authority. So it's quite interchangeable, Nick. Yeah, yeah. I was just trying to understand it a little bit better. So... Um, that first, um, so isn't not the first sentence there? Isn't that uh, every soul be subject to the government, not the governing authorities? Isn't that a contradiction? Who told me? It looks like it to me. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities. And the next one says, "For there is no authority except from God." So, what does it mean by governing authorities? It can't mean the government. Of the country, does. of course it does. So it, it's oh, so it's the first bit says, "Let every soul, that's yeah. us." So let us be subject to the governing authorities. Yeah. But then he says, "For there is no authority except from God." Yeah. Go on. Then why is it? And the authorities. It, sorry. Why is it? It's, it's not contradictory. God wants God wants the countries to have authority. And he's appointing authority for each country so they can rule and rule that country with, with good laws to be good for the whole nation. He didn't say, I've appointed them. He's appointed the authority. Do you understand that? Um, okay. If you have no one leading the country, what happens to the country? Chaos. Chaos. It's, they, they, yeah, it's chaos. So that's why we've got to have a governing authority in every country. Without that, there's chaos. And so God wanted that so that for his, for his nation in, in, in Israel, he appointed the Sanhedrin as the governing authority. And of course, man wanted to, you know, Romans come, and who, who got the authority? Nick. Um, who got the authority when? Of the country. When the Romans invaded, who got yeah. the authority? 
Pilot. Who then? Pontus Pilot. Yeah, the Romans. Yeah. The Romans. So, so no matter what the Jews wanted to do, because they turned against God, they were invaded, Nick. So all the time that whatever we look at, we've got to look at what's behind the scenes. Why did God allow this? Well, because he told them. You know, you resist the ordinance of God and you bring judgment on yourself. And so it's important that we look at this. You see, it, and it really is so simple. God wants authority in a country to make the country good and obey rules and regulations so everyone can live in peace. How many people go against the authority? Hello? Quite a few. Here we go. So we reap the judgment then, don't we? So do what is good, and then we'll have praise, and then God can bless. It's all so simple, whether it's whether it's the government, whether it's us, whatever it is, Nick, that if we do what is good and it's right, then God can bless. If we don't, he can't. Okay, so that's what they're doing. They're supposed to be ministers to us for our good, not evil. Amen. Here we go, church. So we have responsibility to the church. So Thessalonians. And we urge you, brethren, to recognize those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. Be at peace among yourself. Here we go. Recognize those who labor among you. So these are the people that God has put within the church to labor to make sure that the people are being well-equipped, are being trained and well-equipped for all good works. And this is one of, one of the ways that we do it. It is by our Bible study. Now, people have are, are, are said, you have to go back and study these things. If you don't, all you're going to do is get one little bit and you won't have it within your heart to be able to remember what it's for. But there's a bit here that most people won't like. And admonish you. And admonish you is, is that part where, it, you know, when it, I see 2, Simo, 2 Timothy 3.16, I think there is, where God said, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. Profitable for doctrine, profitable for teaching, for rebuke, correction, and instruction in righteousness, so that every man is fully furnished to good works. So you know we can we can do whatever we think like you know, but we you've got to understand so whoever your pastor is or whoever's teaching you that they are laboring for you. And everything we do, you know, I, I mean, I, I, you, if, if you've been around me long enough, I will tell you, I, I wasn't, I, you know, I wasn't very submissive. You know, I'd argue all the time and didn't understand this and didn't understand that. But, you know, at, at the end of the day, that all of a sudden I realize that these people are not arguing with me. They're trying to grow me. And they're trying to help me so when they when they started to tell me mark you've got that wrong i went thank you thank you god bless you because i knew 
they were trying to help me get stronger in the Lord, not just to show how clever they were. It was totally the opposite. It was to try to get me to get me out of my flesh and stop me thinking the way that I think and begin to renew my mind in what God wants us to think like. So I then began to thank people for telling me that I was wrong. And, 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 you know, and I said, well, show me. And it's important that we, we do that. And by, by, by gum they did. They showed me and over and over again until, and, until I got it. So there's that admonishment and accepting that God chastises those angels. So it's so important for us that we don't feel embarrassed or guilty or ashamed that when we say, hold on a moment, that's not quite right. You know, because it is important that we know that labor is trying to get us all to work together and to grow one another. That's all of us, not just me, it's those who labor among you. Those who are working for God with others to help them grow to be the disciples that God wants them to be. Okay, some more for you. Obey those who rule over you and be submissive, for they watch out for your souls. <laughs> As those who must give account, let them do so with joy and not with grief, for they will be unprofitable for you. So, so listen to this. So we started a church on the pastor and on the main teacher. So what's the Bible say? You've got to obey me. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'll send an email asking a question and nobody answers. So you're already out. You're finished. You better repent and start answering my emails. Rule over you. Be submissive. For they why? For they watch out for your soul. And look, this, there's the responsibility. And, and you know, and you're here. Most pastors say at some stage when you're listening to them, hey, I have to do this. I have to try my best. I have to, whether whether it's you know whether it's hold you over the fire or whether it's as gentle as a dove. I've got to make sure that you understand what God wants for you and from you. Why? Because I'll stand before God and give an account of you for your soul. So I'm saying to you, please listen. Please try and learn. Please try and follow what God is trying to teach you and grow in Christ. Why? Because then when I stand before God, I will do so with joy and not stand there with grief for us. Is anybody responsible for you? Pardon? Is anybody responsible for you? Uh, people in the ministry. They're, you know, they, I, I, I report to my brother. I report to um, I report to my, my friend, and I've, I've used a, a, a bishop just to tell him what I'm doing, show him what I'm doing, and that they very very nicely either agree or disagree. Right. Okay. But I have a, but I have a, but I have somebody else, Nick, that I'm responsible to. Yeah, God. That's number one, but also to you. Yeah. Okay? Because if I'm not going to be responsible to you as well, Nick, then I ain't bothered about you. Yeah. Listen to me and do as you're told. You know, it's quite simple to do that, but that's not God's way. 
it's that you know that I, I, you, and I said look don't listen to what I say go and check out in the Bible and see if it's right then do it you know so if I'm wrong then people can tell me I'm wrong then I, I will be delighted absolutely delighted because that means the people that are showing me that I am wrong in the scripture that they're learning and they're growing so that's unless it's Pete unless it's Pete <laughs> Well, you're going to come to Pete in a minute. You're going to come to Pete in a minute. You're going to love it. It's a joke. Oh no, no, no! You're going to love it. You're going to love. You're going to love what? Go on, then. Mark. Mark, just before you get onto that one, going back to the top one, uh, obey those who rule over you. Yeah. And be submissive. So submissive means to 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 give in and to do what they want you to do. I'm struggling with this because you know there are some evil rulers. Um, over time who've done some wicked things and you know I find it very difficult to understand how you should support and be submissive to some of the things that they want you to to effectively be part of which you just know are totally against God's will you don't do it then but then you're not being submissive are you oh yes you are you're submissive to God then he tells us, he tells us that we obey God first. Oh, because I read that was to be submissive to the ruler. Okay, but listen, listen very carefully, Dave. Submissive, um, it, it also means submission. And so if the mission of the government is, is of God and it's right, we can follow that mission, can't we? Yeah. If it's not, will you follow it? I tell you what, we're going to pass a new rule, new new rule. You can have as many wives as you like, and anybody can come and pick your wife. How's that? Yeah, not good. Not good. And we say no. That's when the people then rebel. Every time that, the, every time any nation, you know, is fed up with what's going on because we, they can't be submissive because it's wrong and everything else, the nation rises. And civil war starts. That's what happens. So don't don't take it like oh, that's it. I have to do. So anything they tell you that's not of God, guess what? Don't do it. We don't have to do it, Dave. Don't forget at the end of the day, when when if that Lord comes back, they're going to be chasing Christians. And, they're going to, and they want to persecute the Christians. So if you don't want to be persecuted, guess what the people will do? They'll deny God. Okay? I, I remember, I remember a, a tale about, you know, this, it was a real tale, uh, you know, that some, some terrorists come into, come, come, into the, come into the church, you know, and they got, got all their, 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 got their guns out and everything like that, and, and, they, and they turned around and said, you know, everyone, everyone that doesn't, you know, doesn't say that they deny God, we're going to shoot them. How many denied him? How many, how many said they were Christians? Very few. Mark, can yes. I just, you've got me going now. <laughs> You might have just cleared this and I've just misheard you, but you know, obviously you're going on about the first bit, obey those who rule over you. David's going on about it, yeah? Yeah, sorry, David. But doesn't that, isn't that referring to as in 
people, those in the church who rule over you? It really, it's really, it's really about most things. Uh, but we, yes, we're, we're doing the church because don't forget, people don't obey their pastors. That's what I mean. I thought that's what that was. But, it, but, it, but it's, it's exactly the same. It really doesn't matter because God is trying to show us this is the obedience that we have to have. So whether it's to the government or whether it's to the church, we've got to have that obedience. If we don't obey, we're just going to get further and further away from God and what he wants. This is, this is for us in the church. You're absolutely right, Andrea. But they keep going to the government, so I'll answer the questions on the government. But he says, obey those rules over you and be submissive, for they watch out for your souls. Does the government watch out for your souls? No. They just rule the country with authority to make it a decent place to live and pass laws, etc., etc., etc. We in the church, those who are, who are who are taking those positions of leaders, for we we've got to look at the people and know that we've got to answer for you. So yeah, it is important. So this is de- well done, Andrew. This is definitely for the church, but it's the same as the other one for the for the um, for the government. We have to obey. And we'll go back to the beginning again where we talked about love and obey, love and obey, obey and love. Those both work hand in hand and not separate. Love God. And he says, if you love me, keep my commandments. So it's so important that we we, we get the profit from God by doing the things that he's asking us to do. Okay, the church. Let the elders who... To rule well be counted worthy of double honour, especially those who labour in the word and doctrine. And all he's trying to do, God, here is to say, look, these people are, are studying and, and putting teaching out and trying very hard to, to, you know, to give you what you need. So, you know, if, if they're doing well, give them double. Isn't that amazing? Give them double. Because don't forget, a lot of the people got paid from the gospel. You know, we're very blessed. Um, in our church that you know that we don't pay anybody for this we do it out of love so that's marvelous because God's already blessed us for the scripture says you shall not muzzle the ox while it treads out the grain and so that means that I'm not an ox but what it is is that when in the olden times that when the when the oxes would work you know on the on the grind mill and they'd go round and round and it'd be grinding it they, they said no let him eat it because he's working hard let him get his reward. The labourer is worthy of his wages. So it's just, again, just, just trying to give us a picture about, you know, how we should treat, you know, our leaders uh, in the church. We should treat them with respect and all that, you know. And if we do wrong, it is still entirely up to you to come and say, that's love. It's not about putting people down. It's about trying to build them up. The elders who are among you I exhort, I am a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that will be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God which is among you, serving as overseers, not by compulsion, but willingly. For, for not for dishonest gain, but eagerly, not as being lords over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you'll receive the crown of glory 
that does not find them that find way. So I have to be, I have to be the shepherd that God wants me to be. I don't want to lord it over you, you know. I don't want to just tell you you've got to do this, that, and the other. I'll just keep going to the scripture and say, well, this is what God is asking you to do. If you really want to be blessed and grow in Christ, these are the things that we have to do. This is living in the kingdom. Not just going to church and sitting there and, and, and having having great worship songs and stuff like that, and we're not growing. And that's why the teaching. No, God taught His, his disciples. God said He's going to, you know, He's going to guide us into all truth. He wants to teach us. The Spirit wants to teach us. It's not just trying to be good. Oh, you are. yes. Who, who's your shepherd? My shepherd. Yeah. So, you're, like, you're our shepherd. Who's yeah. yours? I have my shepherd is, is, is the Lord. Right, okay. My shepherd's the Lord. I have, I have, I, I speak to certain people that look after my soul to make sure I'm doing right. And also, Nick, you know, I have a, I have a wife that looks after my soul. Yeah. There all the time. My shepherds are still there. They taught me. And the shepherd, well, you see, once we've trained our people, we send them out, Nick. That's for everyone. That's for everyone. Yes. Right, business. Bond servants. And also, yeah, okay, Nick, let me just finish with this one. Anything that I, I do, Nick, that is not of God, it is your duty to tell me. Um, only if I know. Amen. So that means you've got to learn a lot more yet, young man. Hallelujah! <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Here we go. Bond servants obeying all things. Well, I'm just giving the scriptures and then you that, that, that's up to you to decide whether it's right or wrong. Bond servants obey all things your masters according to. So this is people working in business according to the flesh. Not with eye service. Don't just say, oh, yes, boss, no boss, three bags, four boss, as men pleasers, but in sincerity of heart. Fearing God, we're going to be these Christian workers that show people that we're different in our workplace. And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. Isn't that brilliant? Do it with all your heart. We've got to show that we're different. And my, my greatest example of this was, 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 was with James Morris. You know, and he, he asked me, why do you want to do all this? I said, because I'm doing it for the Lord. Well, he, he, he hadn't got a clue. He just looked at me as though I'd gone crazy. Do it heartily as unto the Lord. The Lord's watching us. He's watching what we're doing. So we treat our we treat our business bosses and everyone else like that, you know, that with, with respect and, and show them, you know, this is what God, God says that we're going to, toil the land for the rest of our life and by the sweat of our brow we shall live so there it is working hard knowing this is a brilliant bit though knowing that from the lord you will receive the reward of the inheritor will you serve the lord christ but if he was wrong will be repaid for what he has done there is no partiality so it's important, isn't it? Servants, and don't forget when we, <laughs> and I know, I know people who work for other people won't be like be called servant, but you are a servant. You're doing what the master has asked you to do. Be submissive is David's favorite word. 
to your masters with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but to the harsh. That's not good, is it? That's not good having a harsh master, because if you've got a harsh master and we don't like him, you know, we'll probably leave anyhow. But here it is again, just try to show people why we're Christians. You know, with all fear, and yet again, it's respect, not only to the good and gentle, but to the harsh. And let us, next one, let us bond servants as under the yoke count their own masters worthy of all honor, so that the name of God and his doctrine may not be blasphemed. So we know that we, yeah, we might not like it, but if we go opening our mouths and running him down and everything else, well, we're not doing really good. He just needs help. He just needs, let's pray for him. And those who have believing masters, let them not despise them. So having a believing master that, that's a Christian and he's, and he's doing really well, don't despise that. Thank God for it, because they are brethren. But rather serve them, because those who are benefited are believers and beloved. Teach and exhort these things. If anyone teaches otherwise and does not consent to wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, and to the doctrine which accords with godliness. He's proud, knowing nothing, he's upset, and arguments over words from which come envy, strife, reviling, evil suspicions, useless wranglings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth who suppose that godliness is a means of gain. From such, withdraw yourself. You might want to remember that, Nick. Yeah. Hallelujah. Okay. The truth shall make you free. This is the stuff now, isn't it? So learning all these things, it's, it's trying to give us freedom so we don't get bogged down in debates and, and people who want to take us away and, and you know, mm. let's join the Flat Earth Society. The three scriptures say That's this. Pete. Three scriptures say this, and oh my lord, it's not. You know, we ought to send them up to space and say, oh, have a look. Oh, look at that round earth going round and round again. No, it's flat. Crazy people. And Jesus said to those Jews to believe in, if you abide in my word, in my disciples, here it is, live in my word, live to it, then you are my disciples, and we know. And he says, and you shall know the truth the truth shall make you free. We won't have these questions. We won't have these problems. We just know. Just follow what he says. Take up the cross and follow him. Then he said to them all, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow him. Yet again, it's, it's deny the things that are not of God and put up the, and put into our life the things of God, then we can follow him in all freedom. Okay, young people, is it a little bit more, is it submit again? Likewise, you younger people, submit yourself to your elders. Remember that, and the kids today have got no respect for their elders wherever we go. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another. Here we go now, how's that? All of us. Help one another. Help one another. Be submissive. Stop looking at what we can get and see what they need. Try to help each other, you know, whatever it is. So there's that submission. That submission, the mission is for us, is to help people. And help people to grow in Christ. But be clothed with humility. 
for God resists the proud. It's not about lording over people and listen to me. Look what I've got and look what I've done. You know, I, you know, my 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 even my speech had to change when I was when I was going abroad and was seeing incredible things. And I would say, look what God can do. And then I then I know I can do nothing without Christ. And those are the incredible scriptures that we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may lift us up, exalt you. He'll give you honor. He'll tell people, etc., etc. And you'll know you don't need it. Why? Because God knows when we're doing right and wrong, casting all our care upon him, for he cares for you. It's so important. If, if, Right, yeah, we've got a few more minutes. Let me see if I can get through these now. He gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Remember that? So people say it's unmerited favor. But this is what God's saying. I'll give you more grace if you're more humble. Fascinating, isn't it? You know, and just trying to, to, to understand that God, God can give us whatever. And we have to just say, hmm. Give me these talents. He's give me these skills. I can't. I don't do this on my own. God has given me everything that I've got. Isn't that fascinating? That's why we can give thanks to God every single day. That's why He wants to renew our mind, so we can see what God wants for us and what God will do and how we should be as well. That's really important. And of course. If we looked at ourselves each day and see what we've done and what we've said, you know, I, I had a, I had a word with someone this week, and I said, you know, you know, if you have a few jokes and a few spats, you know, and it's, he said, it might be funny for you, but other people might think it's bad. We have to be careful how we are, you know. And I, I, I get a bit near the mark with my, with my fun and games, and you know, I'm, I'm severely reprimanded. If, if someone thinks that I've gone too far. So we've got to be careful. And that's for all of us. If we judge ourselves, look at what we said, look at what we've done, look at what we're doing, we would not be judged. Why? We've already judged it and changed. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord that we may not be condemned in the world. Isn't that lovely? So even when we judge ourselves and we can see we're wrong, the Lord's working with us. But when we don't, change, then we'll be judged by others. Judged to the word, not just judged un, you know, unwittingly or without evidence. Okay, here we go. There we go. Right right back to, to right back to where we should where we should be with the Lord and, 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 and what we should and what we should be doing. So this is this is what's this is what's gotta happen. And he said to them, go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Who's he talking to you? I'm sorry, it's not just one or two, it's to all of us. Go and preach. Go and tell them to every creature. It's irrelevant whether they accept it or not. That's not up to you. That's up to the person and, of course, to God. And this gospel is what's going to happen to the kingdom we preach to in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. So you can see what's happening. We've we've nearly reached every single country. We've gone to jungles. We've gone to. We've still found a couple of tribes, I think, 
um, that, have, have, that, that, that they have never seen white men and stuff like that, but we're getting towards the end. It's getting to the end. This gospel has been, will, will have been in all the world pretty soon. Okay, this is Jesus talking. As, as, as you sent me God into the world, I've sent them into the world. And so that's exactly what he's doing now. He's sending you into the world to do the work of the ministry. When he called them, his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits, cast them out and heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. We've got to see this. We've got to pray for this. We've got to ask God. We've got to move. We've got to change. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Even the teachings, everything that God gives you, freely you've been given it. And we should be freely giving it to, to, to others. We should be able you know, give all the knowledge that we give. It doesn't matter if we've just started or we've been going for, for 30, 40 years. It's irrelevant. We've still got to go and give Matthew 10 1 Mark yeah he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease yeah um we kind of lost that these days haven't we correct absolutely spot on there's not many have true faith but they're also don't forget <laughs> One of the things that humans don't like is that we go and pray for somebody and and, and, and nothing happens. So we never try again. That's the, that's the sort of like, you know, the lackluster that God doesn't want. It's irrelevant. We keep going and we'll get confident in doing it. You know, that, you know, that, you know we've seen so many spirits come out of people. Um, but in this country, do you, me, you, you... I don't think it's faith, though, because I... Um, I know people that are man, women, men of faith, whatever you want to call them, and, and they've got sickness, disease, and they, I'm not, on, I'm not talking about me, um, and they haven't been healed. Gotcha. Do they follow the Bible completely? Okay, hold on, hold on. It's, 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 I suppose it depends what you call completely. Well, that, that's it, we never know, do we? You can say whatever you like about different people, we don't actually know them. The only people we can ever comment on are the ones that we get to know. Oh, hello. Okay. Um, oh, Mark? Oh, sorry. Um, what I was going to say was that my daughter had anorexia and she's worked in a Christian group and they say that's a demon and they got rid of that demon for her. Yeah. Well, we've seen it so many times, Leslie, but the biggest problem here is that God doesn't heal everyone. No. You know, you, you've got so many, so many... But he says he does heal all diseases. Yes, that's right. And there were people in the Jesus' time that didn't believe he didn't in... Say, he didn't say all diseases, all kinds of diseases. Uh, oh, yes, yeah. You've got to be really careful. It's, you know, yeah. and, and also, also, he doesn't say he's going to heal everyone. And therefore, you can't just take the one scripture. Then you're going after. No, no, but Jesus healed people that didn't believe in him. Hold on, Nick. Then you've got to go and have a look. You've got to have a look. Well, can we, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus healed thousands because he wanted the church to start. 
And then, and then what happened then? What did what did the what did the new church do? Within within years, moved away, moved away. So by the second century, it all so did it stall then the church? Stalled it like as soon as you got to the gates then, because if he wanted, if he started it all, if he started it by healing people, then it hasn't continued. But Matthew no, it 10, has what? continued. No, that's that's not right, Nick. That's, it hasn't continued. Linda's been healed. People have been healed in our home. Nick. It's that not everyone's going to be healed. If everyone's going to be healed, what do we need God for? Do pick and choose then? Who said that? He picks and chooses, yeah. Does no, it doesn't. Does no. he pick and choose then? Who, who, depending on what, are you, depending on your faith. It, it, it's not just as simple as that. Well, it's about. It's about. It's about. Is it, yeah. Sorry, Mark. Is it because? Um, oh, what was I going to say now? If if we could heal people as Christians, then everybody would just go to God for the wrong reason. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you something now, Leslie. Jesus healed thousands. Mm. How many started the church? One. Twelve. Twelve, yeah. Twelve, and, and in the upper room there's 120. Mm. So healing the sick does not bring people to Christ. Amen. It get, gets a big gathering, but then it gets he doesn't say in this life, does he? It may, it may be not in this life, but in the other. <coughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, and we could be trying to pray people out of the position that God wants them in. Don't forget, God sacrificed his only begotten yeah, right. son on, on death on a cross, you know, to save us. There's no limit to what God will do to try and get us saved. We might want people oh, to be I, I, mentally ill or disabled or... Sorry, somebody else is talking. Yeah, sorry. So I'm saved and I'm not healed. So okay. that doesn't... I'm listening quite intently here. I'm, I'm not too sure I know the answer to this and probably I never will. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's probably well done, true. <laughs> Things we're not supposed to, I suppose. Yeah. Go on, carry on, Matt. Um, that was that was my comment, really. I'm, I'm, okay, I'm yeah, it's absolutely right. And, yeah. and, and, and math believes. Yeah. And did did he did he stop Joe? Joe, did what's the name? Joe, did what's the name? No, no, what Joe did? The one that got crippled. Uh, Erickson, Johansson. Johnny Erickson dived yeah. into a swimming pool. Yeah. Dived into was paralyzed for the rest of her life. He took her to Christ, and she wrote and travelled the world talking about her faith. You see, it's not what we think. It's not what, it's we, not think. what we think. Yeah. It's not. You see, we, we're, we're trying to trying to make something here that oh, right, he's going to heal everyone. No, he doesn't say that because even Jesus went to the went to the pool at Bethesda, and he, and he went there, and all these people there, the spirit stirred the waters, and the first one in was healed. And so Jesus went to the one man that couldn't walk and he says, you know, do you believe? And he healed him. He didn't heal the rest. It's, we've got to be really careful. You're not going to work this out. What Matt said is absolutely brilliant. 
I don't think I don't think I'm ever going to find out. I'm not going to find out, and especially none of us here will find out what he did it for, except that God does know. So if the sick go to him, he will comfort them. He'll bring them through. He wants to get them saved. As Ben said, the first thing to do, he wants them saved. Whether he heals them, that's up to God. And I'm sorry, I'm not going to argue with God. Why have I had a bad back? You know, why, you know, what, why have I pulled a hamstring when I wanted to do so many other things? I, I, it's us. And don't forget man. Man has created these diseases because of his greed, because his, his lackluster of the faith. He's, 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 he's always looking to change it. You know, all the medication that we have, there's people living on medication. Mark, so come, in, come in just for yeah. a second. Um, so, um, guys, I think, you know, it, it is the biggest mystery um, for me. And um, it, just speaking out of personal experience, just trying to pass on some wisdom. Uh, it really hurts when I hear people say you haven't got enough faith that's why they didn't get healed or they don't follow the Bible that's why you're not getting healed agree do you know what I mean guys there's, there's, there's a whole raft mm -hmm. of things that we don't understand how people are living or what they're doing for God Amen. Um, and, and we don't know the other side of the, the, the side of eternity do we in terms of you know what God's trying to do and what he's working through with individuals on, on a, in a bigger sense Amen. So, sorry Mark just wanted to no, 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 please don't apologize. Yeah. You see, everybody wants these answers, and I'm going to say, I'm, going to, I'm just going to finish this here. When you start following God, what he's asked you to do, and stop trying to find every detail out, then God might use you. Hallelujah. Amen. And at the end of the day, Mark, we've all got thorns, haven't we? Thorns in our side. Yes, Yes, we have. Let's just, let's just, let's just, let's just finish this off, if, if I can, please. Yeah. Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over the power of the enemy. Then nothing by it means shall hurt you. So we, the enemy can't hurt you, okay? The enemy can't. Guess what? Your next door neighbour can. Amen. So, we, so be careful. But most assured, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do will do also. The greater works than this he will do because I go to my Father. That means we can do more. But we've got to make sure, we're, all, all of this is to make sure that you're following God and you give God the best opportunity to do the works in us. So if you want to find every detail out, forget it. I'm not going to do it. I know, I know absolutely incredibly people who, who have preached this gospel and, that, and I ask them a question and they go, Mark, I don't know. Just read your Bible, see what it says. He said, because when we get to heaven, we'll see it. We'll see what it is. And, and let's be fair, you know, some of the people aren't going to get healed. Remember this. He, is he on the next scripture? Hold on, hold on, let's see if it's... No, it's not. Is it on this one? No. Okay, don't forget this. Straight is the gate. And narrow is the way. And only a few shall find it. Wide is the path to destruction. And many go thereat. So listen to this. 
it is much better we get people saved. Much better we do the work of the ministry and not get involved with who's going to be healed and who's not going to be healed. He said, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. We'll have faith. That's our faith. You ready? That's our faith. Lay hands on people. And, you know, that means that we're trying. And most people I've prayed for and they haven't, and they haven't recovered. They're so, so thankful that somebody would have the faith to just pray, whether it works or not, because they care for them. It's so important we look at the greater things than just the miracles. Miracles don't get people saved. Leslie said, oh, that you know, people, today we see miracles and what, do, and what does the public say? Well, they couldn't have been ill. Oh, well, they, they, they couldn't have had that. Well, they must have had the right medicine. Even, even it doesn't really matter what the public say, though, does it, Mark? I'm just saying it. People, no, I know, but I'm just saying people that... People don't believe, Nick. That's what the point I'm trying to make, Nick. No matter what we do. How many people have you spoke to and they just don't believe a word you say? I know, but what I'm saying is we shouldn't be healing people for them to believe anyway. No, I will say. Okay, yeah, I'm just saying, yeah, I'm no, just saying no, if they that, don't... That's, that's clear, Nick. Sorry. That, that wasn't quite clear. So it's important that we, we, we see that all these things are there. So we can but we've got to be, we, we, this, this scripture is about how we should be living in the kingdom. And all these is about how we should be living. So that's the point, isn't it? When we live, we have more opportunity for God to work through us. Assuredly, I'll say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. We know that's the spiritual battle that we've got in our prayers. Every single person that we meet you know, if they're not with Christ and they're not born again, they still have the wrong spirit inside them, no matter what anyone says. Oh, mind you, Mark, it does say, isn't there some, I can't remember what it is, but isn't there somewhere in the Bible it says something along the lines of that Jesus said um, something about when you see signs and wonders, you'll believe, or something along those lines? No, he said, be careful. He said, be careful because you know that they'll, they'll deceive you. Matthew 24, and we did, we, did, we did that a couple of weeks ago. Matthew 24, and it'll tell you this is the end times. And no doubt, they'll, they'll even do great miracles, and they will deceive even the elect. Oh, I've just found it, John 4, 48. So Jesus said it to him, unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. Yeah, John 4, 48. Carry on reading, though. Carry on reading, Nick. Uh, I, can't, I haven't got the rest of it. I, I, I just Google signs and wonders, so I don't know what. You can't do that. You can't do that because you don't get the rest of the scripture. And the rest of the scripture is saying, but you like your signs and wonders. You know, you like You know, you know, you want those signs and wonders. He said, but you can look. Said, because you've got to read the rest of the scripture. Otherwise, you're just taking. The Bible says that you can't take a scripture, one scripture on its own. You have to look at the context that it's in within the passage. And then look at the other scriptures to make sure it's clear. And in Peter it says, um, everything has its mate. In other words, even the scripture has its mate. So you can always, right. you can't take one scripture, otherwise we might as well say, um, if you believe in the Lord, you know, and, 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 you know, and, and, and repent, that's it, we're finished. You know, it's not, you have to do a lot of things. 
it's not just something so so simple. But we have to read the rest of it, Nick. Um, so you can tell us next week what it says. <laughs> then the righteous will shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. You know, this is what we're going to end up like. People will see that we're righteous. They'll see that we're trying. They'll see that we believe. They'll see our passion. They'll see our fortitude. They'll see They'll see us going through suffering and that we'll still praise God and all those other things that he's trying to teach us. This is, we're only here for a moment in God's kingdom. A moment. It's, it's not even a, a second in, in God in eternity. So it's a vapor. So, you know, we've got to make sure we're doing the right things and we're learning and speaking and doing everything that God has asked us to do. Step by step, not all at once. Change the things that we're doing wrong now and put in place the things that God wants to do. Our desires, let's get God's desires into our life. Okay, and when we've done well, this is what he's going to say. Well done, good servant, because you were faithful and very little, have authority over ten cities. There's going to be a day that we're going to be rulers and priests. Oh, it's the next one. Sorry. Blessed and holy is you has part in the first resurrection. The first resurrection is the rapture. Holy, blessed and holy. That means we've made it. Over such, the second death has no power. When the final judgment comes, we're, we, we, we won't even stand there because we've already been resurrected. But we, those who, who get in the rapture, shall be priests of God and shall reign with them a thousand years before the final judgment. This is so important that we realize that this is a journey and that we have to learn and that we have to put our effort in to do these things. But don't stop. There are, there are multitudes of people that need saving. There are multitudes with people that are waiting for the Lord to come back. Make sure that we won't be like we like the ten virgins who didn't have their wick ready. They didn't have the oil ready for when he comes. We've got to make sure that we are ready for when the Lord comes, that we are showing the faith and doing what God has asked us to do. Look, there's so much to learn. So many promises that God wants us to have. So many gifts that he, he wants to give us. And there's, but yet there's so many millions in this country that have not heard the word of God. Good news. Yeah, they know the churches, but they've never heard. And we know what it is. How will they hear? Unless a preacher, unless somebody tells them. And how will, how, how will somebody tell them unless they're sent? That's our job. So all of this is trying to grow us to be the disciples of Christ, to do the work of the ministry so we can be blessed. He can trust us. He can teach us. He can give us more and more and more. But it's up to us. Just put into place, one at a time, what God has asked us to do. Amen.